Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here tonight on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark. And Nemi. That's right. You heard me right. It is the live Saturday edition. I know you get a lot of best-of shows on Saturdays that most talk show hosts, they're home with their families, they're out on their yachts sipping margaritas or whatever it is that those... I was on my yacht earlier. That's right, the yacht. I mean, I came in for the show. (laughs) Thanks for bringing in the helicopter. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, you can give us a call at 855-450-3733 and talk about whatever's on your mind. That's what we do on Free Talk Live. It's an interactive program. And we have an interactive website at freetalklive.com. You can go there and you can link to videos or news stories or blog posts and those kind of things. And other people do the same thing. You can vote theirs up, vote them down. They can do the same to yours, and uh, you know, hopefully, out of the wash comes uh, some of the best stories. And that's where we get some of our show prep. As a matter of fact, uh, I found out this piece of show prep from one of our listeners, and I just want to see what people think about this. I can't say I've got an opinion on this, but well, I guess I do have an opinion, but I'm going to wait a little while because my opinion isn't that uh, strong or exciting. But this. This this guy, uh, Santorum, running for president here. Okay, so we've got a bunch of, well, less than desirable folks running for president as far as I'm concerned of the Republican side. My Ron Paul's my guy. I'll come right yeah, out and say too. it. Yeah, sure. And however, um, you know, Santorum, not my favorite. But it looks like he's had a kind of a rough week. Well, now there's no controversy over him having said the um, – uh, you know, the, the BS word to a, a reporter, you know, uh, chastening a reporter for, I don't know, the question that he asked. And usually, I mean, isn't that what the media is supposed to do, ask questions? You yeah, know, you know, absolutely. Don't like their question. Pesky press. Whatever. Um, anyway, so he used the BS word. And this guy's kind of running on the conservative Christian platform. He's he's drawn in that pristine. crowd. Uh, pristine is, uh, you know, well, I don't know if pristine uh, fits in this one. Angels uh, sing and he it, wears a halo. Yeah, I mean, and not so much. The sweater vest, the whole thing. And, yeah. you know, he used the BS word. There's no controversy over that one. Do you think that the using the BS word diminishes his campaign is my first question. I, I think it does. Um, I but think you weren't going to vote for him anyway. I mean, I, I, I cuss like a trucker. I can cuss like a trucker myself, I yeah. should say. So it's not the use of the word that offends me. It's the the holier than thou. Um, I, I object to Santorum wanting to be all up in my uterus and stuff. Yeah. So I I think it's just He doesn't like anything to do with your uterus or any of the other. Well, his wife's is uh, he's gotten some use. But um, the, you know, the, the, the <laughs> porn, he doesn't like that stuff. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, that it seems to be his, his whole thing is that... Uh, that uh, cultural conservatism is, is right. his thing. And so it strikes me as hypocritical that if you're going to put yourself forth as a person who is, I, I, I'll come back to, pristine and, and just better than the rest of you and knows better than everybody else enough to run the country, then I, I don't I don't think – I do think that's um, – Hypocritical. I, you know, some people say some people say this. So, you know, that's why I want my callers to answer: Is the BS? Does that hurt his campaign? And this other situation, which is relatively new, you know, you're on the campaign trail. You have a lot of opportunities to give live speeches. Mm-hmm. I work for a living, giving you know, speaking live. I understand that sometimes you say something that you didn't mean, or just some noise comes out of your mm-hmm. mouth, or whatever. But there's this situation, and I think my listeners deserve to hear about it, where he apparently said 
something um, that you know people may are are extrapolating and calling the N word. So I'm going to start it up here, and it's going to take about this is about five seconds of audio. And I Barack Obama, what he was like, the anti-war government. Uh, the f- now he just says there the anti-war government. Nig- there's uh, speculation. There's mad speculation on the there internet, is. and and there hasn't been, as far as I've seen, any statement from the from the campaign aside from what sure. you've just said that I opened my mouth and this noise came out and it was the wrong noise. And but people are, you know, it's a feeding frenzy now. Let's hear it again. Oh, the candidate Barack Obama, what he was like, the anti-war government, uh, the the uh, America, the anti-war government, uh, the, the anti-war government, uh, the the. I don't know what he's saying there. I mean, is if he's is the government, government inward? Nick? Nick? Maybe? Nick, Nick kind of like, sounds like it too. Like beat Nick? So I'm kind of of the opinion that, you know, maybe he just made some noise, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, you know, if you... Yeah, on the campaign trail, you're trying really hard. It's a zero-sum game. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. Yep. That's a very competitive atmosphere. In competitive atmospheres, one tends to go after one's opponents. Mm-hmm. Rather than building one's self up, one tears down the right. other people. So I wouldn't doubt in some campaign somewhere that somebody uses disparaging racial terminology to refer to their opponent. I'm not saying that that's what happened here. I'm just saying it could, it's certainly in the could. realm of possibility. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I won't claim to know. I would say that people on the Democrat side would certainly say those on the Republican side are more likely to be uh, bigoted against black people um, in a in a negative way. That would match my experience, but then again, I am a native New Englander, so <laughs> that's you know that's what they're going right. to say on that side. I would say that you know that whether or not if even if you want to put out social programs to help underprivileged, you still think that those people are underprivileged. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you less actually than you are. Right, right. You know, so you know, plus those poor people that can't work for themselves or whatever. You know, I, I think that that's racist too. Yeah. So you know, what I believe is that well, you know we're all running around and we got a certain amount of melanin, caucagen, and caucatin in our skin, and you know how interesting. You know, different shades of brown, neat. And that's really where it all ends for, right. for me. I me mean, I, don't, I just don't think it's that that big of a deal. But a lot of people make it a big deal. And so I'm wondering, A, do you think uh, this, you know, Santorum clearly saying the BS word here. Do you think that that matters for his campaign? B, do you think Santorum said the N-word? Was that what he's, what he's thinking about saying? And, and C, do you think that that matters for his campaign. Is that good for his campaign within uh, the Republican realm? There's certainly some people in that you know have ours uh, that have registered as Republicans that mm-hmm. uh, think that it's a it's a good idea to use that terminology. So, you know, I, I that's what I'm really coming down on this uh, this particular issue. What do you think? I mean, do you think he he said the, the he was going to say the N-word? I I think I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one and say no. Okay. I I don't think so. Um because I I really think that if he's come this far, um, unlike Mitt Romney's guy who was who said the etch a sketch thing, he, God, he at this at, at this point, I think um, Santorum himself should be principled enough or restrained enough and experienced enough in public speaking that he would not make such a major gaffe. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You I'm think not going to Ram- vote you'd for You think him. Romney's guy wouldn't say something so dumb as the etch a sketch? Well, I, I would agree. You know. <laughs> 
But I, 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 there is a floor to the stupidity, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One would hope, no, anyway. No, no. <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't know what was going to be said here in this particular uh, instance. I imagine these guys burning the candle at both ends yeah, out there imagine. on the campaign trail. Sure. And, you know, there's times when it's difficult to get words out mm-hmm. of your mouth, just get them to move out of from your brain out to, of your yeah, mouth. Yeah, I have that problem all the time. So, you know, some <laughs> some little just noise that you make that can then, you know, just some random noise yeah. that can then be applied to... You know, whatever. I doubt he was going to say that government niggardly. I mean, that's that's a g- genuine word from the Dutch, right. meaning like, you know, difficult to work with or something like that. Um, uh, you know, that doesn't seem like that would fit into the sentence. There's not too many English words that he could have been actually starting with. So he's either right. just making some noise, or he's you know uh, either making some noise or he was genuinely going to say that word right. it seems to me now see if he was genuinely going to say that word i would imagine he's going to crack off with it again at some point you think that uh, with all the cameras that are sw- swarming around him but but the republicans have to make their decision relatively soon yeah. um, i mean it looks like it's going to be a brokered convention at this point romney can't put enough ducks in rows to right. uh, to sweep it all together Santorum, I guess he's the guy that's mainly standing in Romney's way here. Uh, you know, Ron Paul's in for the long run, and Gingrich, uh, he should get out, it seems to me. Ron Paul needs to win. <laughs> you guys can give it a call at 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Nemi. 855-450-3733. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com's got what you need. If you're an outdoors enthusiast... You want to, you know, get get your camping gear and get it at great rates. As a matter of fact, they've got um, all kinds of things like knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. And they've got the name brands and they've got them at some of the lowest rates you're going to find on the Internet. Before you buy any camping, hunting or shooting gear, go to manventureoutpost.com and check them out and see what their prices are. Some of the prices are so low that manufacturers won't even let us talk about it on the air. You get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. That ought to take care of your shipping. Uh, that's 5% off, coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. So we're talking about this uh, Santorum fella. And, uh, you know, um, I guess what people think regarding his you know, choice of uh, verbiage here recently in the last few days. Let's go to Dan uh, calling in from uh, WGMD in uh, Delaware. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, well, yeah, I, you guys need to be fair. As far as this Bolshevik con- controversy. Okay, uh, bye. You can't say that on the air, Dan. <laughs> right? That's right. You get in trouble. So did he want... <laughs> Did he just want to say BS on the air? Was that it? Or, I don't know. Yeah, you can't just say it. That's why we're saying BS. That's right. Yeah, we're saying BS, and we're not saying the N-word, and there's a reason. 
because, well, frankly, the N-word will ruin careers in broadcasting yeah. one way or the other. Um, I mean, you know, you can think whatever you want to say and think about that, but uh, it's the reality. Uh, but you can't say... Well, there's about four words. Dan Carlin had some of them. Uh, George. George Carlin. Oh, George Carlin. Yeah, I yeah. got the wrong, wrong name there. Um, Dan Carlin's a guy who does a podcast <laughs> I like to listen to. Uh, George Carlin did, did the seven dirty words, but, you know, frankly, there were some repeats in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's F and then MF. Come on. Right. Mother isn't a bad word. That's right. Anyway, let's go to let's go to Kelvin in Colorado. Kelvin, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, good evening, Emmy and Mark. Hey, Kelvin. Hey, hey. Uh, did uh, Mr. Santorum say uh, the BS word? Yes. Were you? He no. said it. So um, he... That it was. It was caught. Yes. Oh, it was caught uh, on oh. video. I mean, I'm certain that uh, broadcast uh, facilities are bleeping it out, just giving you a just just clear enough as to what he's saying. You know how they can say bull beep. <laughs> okay. And then on the uh, N-word uh, issue, you know, that was just a little, like, 200 milliseconds of audio that, that the guy could have just sort of stumbled out. You know, these guys are under a lot of pressure and public speak. I guess he's probably used to public speaking, but... Uh, I think I'd give him a pass on that one personally. This is interesting. Yeah. So we got three people who are not going to vote for Santorum here um, who say, give him a pass. Yeah. But I'll tell you, yeah. the, the interwebs, the, the tubes are chuck full of angry oh, yeah. people that believe that he has uh, done otherwise. Well, he's chummed the water is what he's done, essentially. Yeah. yeah. But it's a feeding frenzy well, out there. Yeah. I, I'd like to think that maybe... Uh, we as liberty-type people try to give every benefit of the doubt to these ambiguous situations. I, you know, I don't, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but I know that if it were me, that's what what I would like to happen. And I honestly don't think that's what he was doing, but it's possible. But I'm not. I'm, if I have to make the call, I say that that no, he didn't. Uh, wasn't intending that. Uh, All right. Anyway, on to uh, to my point. Uh, I see the the relatively high level of the like in your face uh, defiant type activism that uh, is done in the Keene area. That's and, where the show's broadcast oh, from, mm-hmm. Keene, Keene, New Hampshire. <laughs> yes, and, and I wonder how this uh, level of activism uh, would play in like Concord or New Hampshire. With you know, there'd be a lot more serious beatdowns and you know people getting shot and such things. I doubt or, it. I mean, you know, New so, Hampshire's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think that the, the New Hampshire police, maybe Man, Manchester police, tend to be a little more rough, and Nashville police tend to be a little more rough. Yep, those are, I would those agree are much with more cities. Those. Yeah, uh, Concord, uh, not not as much. I wouldn't think. Okay, and then uh, the other thing I've wondered about is how did I, I secure the uh, the commercials, and I, I wonder how did it come to pass that Keene became the uh, like extremist activist, uh, undisputed media capital of the world. Uh, well, I'm feeling a little cynical, so I'll go ahead and tell you uh, if you'd like for me to t- tell you. Um, so there was a uh, there's a man named Russell Canning, whom uh, uh, Ian admire greatly. Ian is our normal first chair host and uh, my business partner here on Free Talk Live. He is he is off at an event this evening, and he uh, admired Russell Canning, Canning greatly. And you know, Russell's a nice guy. He helped me build my house. I'm not gonna. I've got nothing bad to say about Russell. Russell worked on a political campaign here in Keene, New Hampshire, to. Uh, 
sell a government building. And apparently um, at the last minute, they changed a word from must to may on the um, the, the referendum. And so the it passed saying that they may sell a building, that the town may sell a building rather than must sell it. And, you know, the they actually put the building up for sale a couple of years later. Uh, they didn't feel like selling it then. They didn't want to be told what to do, I guess. So they didn't put up for sale. And uh, he was very frustrated that he worked so hard in that campaign and it apparently decided to forego politics in general. And, you know, I'm sure that he read some writings of some people that, uh, you know, the that believe that. Uh, you know, voting doesn't make sense or whatever. And so Ian uh, respected that guy, wanted to move near him. And, you know, Russell then moved away from Keene a couple of years after Ian moved here and then moved out of the state. And he's I guess he and his wife are taking care of uh, some people down in Texas. So basically, Free Talk Live is in New Hampshire because a man named Russell Canning was um, here in, uh, is in Keene, New Hampshire, because Rus- a man named Russell Canning was here. Generation guy is Ian, and Ian is really the uh, the epicenter of keen activism. Would you? I, I wouldn't that agree with that assessment at all. I think um, knowing the group of activists here, I think they're all in, acting individually. Um, then the, Ian's a mover, though. Yeah, I, he definitely is a, a big proponent of the Free State Project, but I, I wouldn't call him the epicenter by any means. Uh, how about? the magnet anyways that uh, attracts he's got the biggest the, microphone uh, well he does yeah that's that's a great way to put it i don't know if he's i don't know if he's the greatest attractor but he does have the biggest biggest mic yep you know when you reach so, hun- hundreds of thousands of people a week then you know the chances are good that you're going to find some people willing to pick up and move for your particular type of activism i suspect other people who are you know interested in more political type activism are moving to different portions of the state right that's my guess. Over in the I mean, Merrimack you know, Valley, I would say that's definitely true. I don't, I, you know, I, I can't say Ian would say that uh, Keene is ripe for political activism. I would disagree with him on that point. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't run into this area proclaiming myself to be a free stater here to set all the denizens of New Hampshire free. They're not going to appreciate that terminology very much. But, Kelvin, I do appreciate the call. Thanks for giving us a call at Free Talk Live. Uh, you can give us a call at 855-450-3733. You've got comments on Rick Santorum's uh, use of the term BS or possible use of the N-word here. I mean, I'm not sure. You know, whatever you uh, want to talk about on Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Talk Live. 855-450-3733. You're on you're listening to Free Talk Live and you can call in with whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. You know, Free Talk Live's been on the air for 
shoot, we've been on the air for five to ten years now. And but you can go and you can go to archives.freetalklive.com and you can get archives going back to 2006. We've got avail- them available to you for free at archives.freetalklive.com. So you want more Free Talk Live? It's available to you. Those other talk show hosts, they're going to charge you for, for their archives if they offer them at all. Any kind of their pr- little programs. Free Talk Live offers just about everything for free at archives.freetalklive.com. Let's go to. Oh, by the way, it's Mark with you and Nemi. Yeah, you can tell that you got the uh, the second seat guy. I'm not used to running the the show here, but that's tonight's my night. I'm shoved into the spotlight. Let's go to Kim uh, listening in on WSVG. Kim, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hello. Hello, Kim. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi. Oh, I was I was thinking about the comment. I I just heard it on the radio, Rick Sands Forum, and. It sounded like he was getting ready to say government negotiator, although I... Negotiator. Interesting. My first thought when I heard it was that, but I also think that for anybody to even speculate what he might have been saying is, I don't know, I just don't think it's right because, I mean, anybody can throw a sound out there and... You know, be, I mean, we misunderstand people enough with the words they use. We don't need to speculate on uh, an isolated sound that comes out. Well, you know, so, uh, he did thought. earlier this week. He, he, there was no, there's no speculation as to the BS term, right? So, right, I did hear about that. No, you know, I mean, I, I can see why, uh, in relation to that, somebody might wonder to themselves, uh, you know, and, you know, it's a dirty game. Politics is a dirty game. I mean, politics is about threatening your neighbor. And forcing them to do what you want. That's right. So it's no doubt that people are upset, right? Like, I don't know which side of the the coin you fall on here, but, I mean, you really don't want that other guy on that other side to win, right? No, absolutely not. And, and that's, why, that's how they, on the other side, feel. Right. So let, let me, yeah, in the yeah. light of negotiations, which, Kim, thank you for calling in, because I think that this is, this is great. Let's, let's play this clip again. Huh. The interwebs is uh, not complying, not, oh, not well. cooperating. You know, I think that it could very well be uh, that that was the case. Uh, that because you know, it, he said the anti-war government nig or nick or something like that. And negotiator right. certainly could be the case. Yeah, Kim, thanks for that. Anything else? Oh, you're welcome. No, nope, that was it. Appreciate the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Let's go to Larry in Yorktown, Virginia. Larry. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yes, good evening. How are you? I'm well. Good. Your previous caller stole all my thunder. (laughs) Uh, uh, I don't believe that uh, Mr. Santorum misspoke because he did stop himself. So why would he stop from saying negotiator? I believe believe that was was going to be his next word, but for some reason he cut it off. He just paused. I don't think the guy's like that. I don't think the man's like that. It'd be unwise, even if he BS, was. Even if he was like BS that, he'd be term, a fool. As far as, the, as far as the BS term goes, have somebody get on an intermediate school bus as they leave school and ride that bus for half an hour, and they'll hear a lot stronger words than that. Oh, well, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think where my issue is is that if you're holding yourself out to be um, – 
a, a prim and proper person, for lack of a better term, then th- that would be hypocritical to behave that way. I mean, if for me to drop BS in a conversation, I'm not holding myself out as someone who doesn't swear. I said earlier in the show, I, I can cuss like a trucker when I put my mind to it. Um, but it would be hypocritical of me to say, oh, swearing is bad or this is, you know, hold myself out to be a pristine person of high moral authority and, and then go and, and behave that way. I find that I hypocritical. Agree. I agree, but it's it's a product of today's society. Agreed. Agreed. I, I think I think Mr. Santorum conducts himself well. Uh, well, do you think it's okay? Uh, I don't agree with every. I yeah. don't agree with everything he says. Agreed. Uh, with all of his policies, but I don't believe he would resort to a comment, a negative comment like that. It would be unwise. I like I like the, the negotiator. I like the negotiator yeah. um, negoti- negotiator as an as a uh, possibility. I think that that's pretty interesting. But um, now, would you think that people should be able to buy? Uh, prophylactics if that's what they want right sure do you think that people should be able to watch porn on the internet if that's what they want to do sure millions do they certainly do and i but you know i mean he's he's kind of and you do you think that uh you don't think that there should be any laws passed against people uh you know doing whatever they want with consenting adults right i don't think there should be any further restrictions no so i mean further wait this guy restrictions can you elaborate on that well, I'm not sure, and I'm, I haven't really kept track of Santorum's, all of his policies and projections and uh, leanings, but uh, I don't think he's a bad fellow. I think he's a pretty good guy. I think he'd make a pretty good candidate. You know, Bush didn't talk about porn on the uh, campaign trail at all, but he went after porn uh, producers when he got in office. This is Bush Jr. you're Bush, talking Bush about? Bush Jr., yeah. yeah. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, that's that's, just, that's disturbing about, to me. I mean, to me... How about a quick question off the subject? Okay. Have you heard anything about the Department of Homeland Security buying over 200 million rounds of ammunition in the last day or two? Yeah, I've heard that. What do you think's going on with that? Uh, the Department of Homeland Security is a blanket organization that covers many organizations, and those uh, those organizations often have guns. Uh, that's what governments do. Governments are uh, people that control people that have guns. And... You know, so, you know, they might do a little training and a little target practice. But, you know, as far as I know, they've never fired a shot. Uh, What do they need? What do they need that kind of ammunition for? Department of Homeland Security is Department of Homeland Security is over uh, customs. They're over borders, uh, border patrols. I mean, I'm not going to claim to be, uh, you know, knowledgeable of what's going on if if there's a, a conspiracy afoot or whatever but you know hey this is a it's a governmental a- uh, agency and you know the governments yeah. need bullets yeah i, I wish well, they didn't it's I, creating a shortage in the private sector i can tell you that oh, well sure get absolutely. your bullets now at manventureoutpost.com <laughs> <laughs> thanks larry appreciate the call 855-450-3733 i hadn't heard about this so i've just pulled it up very quickly and it's actually 450 million rounds of hollow points uh, for 40 cal. That's what they purchased? That is what they purchased. 40 cal is an often a policing round? And it's um, over a five-year period. And I wonder if it's much like funds that were allocated for the Bearcat that we just dealt with here in Keene, and I know communities are dealing with across the country, in that they're just buying them to distribute them to law enforcement 
stateside, which is is unsettling in and of itself. But I don't know that it means there's something um, imminently approaching. Yeah, that, uh, you know, and and this was there was speculation at the end of the Bush campaign that he wasn't going to give up power, that this was it, that finally America had crossed the Rubicon and that we had gone from the republic to the dictatorship. And, uh, you know, there are going to be other people on the other side that are going to say the same thing. This hoity man who now occupies the White House will refuse to give up the reins of power and go back to, I don't know, wherever it is he's from. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, I mean, you know, go Bush, back under the rock. Bush did that. Yeah. He, he's, he's off in Texas, I guess, chopping wood if, he, if his press is to be believed. You know, so people believe that. Who knows? Who knows? Let's go to Lurch in <laughs> Kenwood, West Virginia. Lurch, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Good evening. Well, uh, the other day, uh, yesterday, I heard a story about uh, they were interviewing Bin Laden's wife, and they were discussing... One of them. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't... Yeah. Anyway, they were interviewing her and discussing the fact that, uh, you know, when the attack occurred, he was defending her and... And, you know, how she they moved from city to city. And I just think it's really uh, propaganda-wise good timing for, you know, the government. Hold the line, Lurch. Uh, get into this a little bit more. 855-450-3733. Your comments on Santorum, Bin Laden, or anything else. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 855-453. Free, excuse me. <laughs> That's 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. It's Nemi here. That's right. And we are live here on a Saturday evening. You can get your Liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. You could do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They've got hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings over there, and they really do. I like to just go through them and, you know, read the pumper stickers and, you know, quite witty. LibertyStickers.com. Go check them out. Let, them, let your voice be heard, and you can get them in bulk and sell them at your retail store or your, you know, booth at the, the flea market or gun show or whatever you want. Or they can make a, a custom bumper stickers for you for your band or church or business. It's LibertyStickers.com. LibertyStickers.com. Let's get right back into the phones here with uh, Lurch in West Virginia. Lurch, you were talking oh. about Bin Laden's wife and their uh, apparently, uh, you know, what what was it, close to a 10-year uh, tour around uh, Pakistan while uh, the United States government was looking, looking for him in Afghanistan. Yeah, that's what I understand. So, I, you know, I was just interested uh, if, you know, I didn't catch everything, but it would be... Uh, Interesting to uh, see all the details. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think the timing is interesting, you know, because there's been, you know, a lot of propaganda uh, coming out about, you know, Bin Laden and, you know, the field team and all kinds of stuff. So it was just, I, I thought it was. Uh, well, this is one of the big successes of the uh, Obama, uh, you know, presidency. In his four years, right. he's basically managed to. 
well, uh, get Obamacare passed, which is it's a disaster from pretty much everybody's point of view. The mm-hmm. people who want single payer health care didn't get what they want. The people who, uh, you know, don't want this stuff look at it as socialized uh, health care, which, to, you know, it's I would call it fascist health care if mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's 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 really, right. you know, the government uh, teaming up with uh, private businesses. But, you know, whatever. That's, uh, you know, we're mincing words at that point. Um, so, you know, that that's not a real big seller with those independents, because there's a there's between 33 and 40 percent of the American population that would vote for Stalin if he had a D behind his name. And 30 to 40 percent of the 30 to 40 percent of the population would vote for Hitler if he had an R behind his name. So you're really vying for those people right in the middle. And I don't think that Obamacare really sells with those people in the middle. But getting Osama bin Laden. Some people, you know, say, hey, Bush couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. So that's what probably why he's bringing it up. That's right. That's what I believe. Thanks. Anyway, for- thanks. thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, Lurch. Thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. Andrea, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Are you talking to me? Is your yeah. Name? Yes. I'm on. Sorry. I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't sure. Um, okay. Well, I'm calling from South Carolina, and um, I look at myself as an independent and a, a rebel completely. I, I don't really like anybody that's running on either party side, but we, we've got to choose. But I was going to play my own theory of connect the dots when you were talking about the uh, purchase, the recent purchase by Homeland Security of the ammunition. Okay. It's actually over 450 million, what I've read is 450 million plus hollow point rounds. And, now that's purchased um, over. Yeah. That's purchased over quite a quite a few years, right? Five years. And and uh, two hundred recently purchased was over two hundred billion rounds for uh, for rifles, two twenty three. Um, that was the the most recent purchase. Um, I just think it's interesting that a little over a year ago you had the Trayvon. I mean, a little over a month ago you had Trayvon Martin getting shot, and they're making that even though it's a biracial. Uh, uh, Hispanic and white mixed male who shot a black man. Um, you've got, they're making it a, a white versus black incident. You've got the NAACP and everybody stepping up, inciting all the, the anger and the frustration that the black community has. Well, let's, not forget that, uh, let's not forget that Mr. Zimmerman is also the son of a judge. So, you know, those, those that no, would I'm say... Not, I'm not going- I'm not going down the road of whether he's guilty or not. I just, I'm not either. <laughs> I'm saying that what people are saying isn't so much white and black as, as they're saying those in power and those who aren't. Right. Okay, well, I, I, sit, I, listen to, I listen to talk radio, conservative talk radio, but I also tune into my local black stations, and there is nothing but white and black. And talking to the black people in my community, that's all they think about. So I'm going by what the average American, not what the media is feeding me. Um, okay. But... But the point I was going to make is, you got that happened about a month ago. Shortly after that, on a quiet Friday, Obama signs an executive order where, if there's race riots, if there's civil unrest, if there's riots in the streets from OWS or whatever, he can suspend elections, declare martial law, and all this. Then, right after that, the Trayvon Martin thing comes to light. It happened, you know, over a month ago, but it comes to light after Obama signs this in, and all of a sudden you have Jesse Jackson, Sheila Jackson Lee. Uh, Al Sharpton, all of them in the forefront declaring, you know, we want justice and all that, and the million hoodie march and all this thing going on. And if it escalates into a racial thing, he could declare martial law, 
uh, I think it's poppycock. Andrea, I've got to say, I think it's poppycock. Here's the reason. Um, uh, Mostly people in the military and police forces and fire departments vote which way? Uh, For union, they vote Democrat. Nah, they don't. (laughs) I mean, you know, like you might be thinking, you might be, you might be talking big cities, but the kind of personality, the psychographic that goes um, into police and firefighting and the military tends to be Republican or Libertarian. I'm former military spouse, and I know how they feel. I'm former Marine wife. And those people are not going to pick up weapons to defend a president who is declared martial law and based on race or something like that. I mean, it's you know, it would have to be legitimate. The story would have to be you know solid they're not gonna you know the american people would rise up if you chose not to hold an election in november a general election in november and he was going to just hold office and, and refuse to abdicate uh, the the throne or uh, have an election no i mean it would be yeah it, i agree with you i don't think i don't think the large portion of our legitimate uh people that are, are there to serve and protect and and assist us uh, I don't think they. I don't think they would rise up. However, I think it's interesting that Homeland Security just purchased these these rounds. And wouldn't it be interesting since the DOJ has all these guns at their disposal that they're giving away to Mexico and stuff? Wouldn't it be interesting if all of a sudden the National Muslim Brotherhood and, and Care Good and Lord. the Black Panthers suddenly all had weapons and now they've got rounds for them? Well, man, you live in a different world than I do, Andrea. I appreciate the call. 855-450-3733. I just can't see the uh, the government handing out uh, you know weapons to the Muslim Brotherhood uh, or you know here in the United States or whatever. I, I I'm inclined to agree with you. I don't know. But I may be wrong. Yeah, uh, could be. Let's go to George calling in on the amp line from Washington DC. George, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? What's up, Mark? I just figured I'd call in about the the article I sent to you guys um, yesterday with the whole apparently you how yeah you're we right. know how to party. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, your boss there at uh, the TSA is a pimp. Uh, I mean, it, you know, there's a news item here, and uh, you work there for the TSA, your TSA George, and uh, your boss. I guess so the TSA there in Dulles was uh, knew how to party. He was putting up, putting together parties, sex parties, and hotel rooms, and I don't know, very strange situation. And that's how we that's how we do it down between that and, the, and then the night before the, uh, when you guys talked about those other two guys down in Miami shooting a gun into the air. Oh my God, the <laughs> TSA window. Yeah, the T, uh, the TS oh, workers in Miami that, uh, that yeah. were you know just shooting their what was it a. Was it a Beretta? I don't know. Anyway, a semi-automatic right out the window of the hotel room. Not even up in the air, but like out. And uh, apparently some property was hit. Uh, fortunately, nobody was uh, was injured. But uh, Don't forget drunk driving when uh, when our FSD, the head guy at our airport, got busted for drunk driving several years back. <laughs> there too. TSA knows how to party. What's up? Yeah, we call the, the the pimp one. We all we all called him Huggy Bear. There, we were joking about that because he looked like Huggy Bear. Hmm. And sure enough, he acted like it too. It, it's kind of a big surprise. Is Huggy Bear a pimp <laughs> in the movies? That I'm am I recalling correctly? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if I recall, I never really watched it. At, all I, at least that's what I was told. He was a pimp. Thanks for letting us know about it, George. I do appreciate you coming up. Give us a call. 855-450-3733. Let's go to Gregory in Delaware. Gregory, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing? All's well. What's on your mind? Yeah, uh, you're from uh, Keene, New Hampshire, right? Uh, yes. I live in Keene, New Hampshire. 
Good. Okay. I was up there in, back in 1976. All right. And I uh, got my one of my first painting jobs up there, and I painted uh, about 17 or 18 uh, cabins up there. And it's called Camp Notre Dame. Interesting. It's the oldest, it's the oldest existing camp boys, uh, boys camp in the country. Well, thanks for chiming in with that one, uh, Gregory. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Give us a call about anything. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We spent the first hour, well, well, kind of across the board, but mostly talking about Santorum and, you know, uh, his uh, slip-up with the BS word there, you know, what people think about that. And, uh, you know, there's this other little thing that's making his way around the Internet that... I think that they're just pinning on him that he might have been trying to say the N-word, but somebody called in and said it was a negotiator, government negotiator. I think that that might make make more sense. So anyway, um, call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live has a completely interactive website where you can go and get archives for free. You can go listen and find all the ways to listen to Free Talk Live. Not only is Free Talk Live on more than 100 great radio stations and XM, but we're on free-to-air satellite. Uh, we also have listen, live streams on the internet. We've got a webcam and listen lines. You can call in to, to a telephone number and listen to Free Talk Live if that's the only way you can listen. It's listen.freetalklive.com to uh, find out all the different ways to listen to Free Talk Live. Let's go to Mike Listening in Ohio to XM, Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, first off, I want to thank you for taking my call. And, That's what we do. Uh, sec- and second off, I, I uh, just want to say uh, a big bravo, Sierra, to the whole government. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway I, I, I heard a news story earlier today um, Talking about how, and I'm certain, I'm certain most cities are doing this now. How Chicago, in particular, in this news story, is charging for basically emergency services if they send out a fire truck and police and paramedics, whatever you know, they charge charge you a certain amount to come out and and perform the services that uh, that you're paying taxes for. And I'm, I guess, I'm just sitting here trying to ask myself the question. Then why, if I lived in Chicago, would I want to pay my taxes because I'm supposed to be paying for all those services through my taxes? It's really a good <laughs> question, and a lot of municipalities are going to this uh, pay model. And to some extent, it makes sense. You know, the the insurance companies will kick out a certain amount to uh, fire departments for showing up um, on the scene. I am a firefighter um, in my town, so I you know I know a little bit about these things. They'll pay a certain amount to the fire company for showing up and you know handling doing whatever it is that they do on the scene, depending on the circumstance. And in some cases, it's uh, absolutely worth it. In other cases, it's uh, you know way too little. In other cases, it's way too much. So you know, I mean, it's just a it's just an amount. 
but uh, you know you've got to ask yourself if the town if the town or city is charging for this well isn't somebody else going to step in and say hey i'll charge you a little less and then what are people going to you know they're like what are we paying taxes right. for right I, you know <laughs> you already have private schools out there in some cases in most cases that uh, charge less per that are you know their cost per pupil is significantly lower than public schools i mean if public schools started charging tuition you can believe people would start going to that what they consider to be superior public education private education so uh, you know it makes you really makes you wonder what services are you speaking of specifically is it fire police uh they uh, in the in the store they were talking uh specifically about uh fire uh the fire department showing up for fires and uh car crashes you know that kind of thing. I, I don't know if they carried it over into the police, but uh, you know, I, I, I basically kind of look at it and go, "Well, if we're going to do it like that, then let's open this up to the to the marketplace and have private companies provide these services." Absolutely. And, and you and you and you pay them when you need them. That's I, uh, I would agree with you. Like um, they do plumbers. Well, right. And I, this is the first I've heard of fire departments charging for something other than showing up for a fire without a permit. I mean, I, I grew up in a fire department family. This is the first I've heard of it. But I do know that ambulances, um, at least here in, in New Hampshire, um, much I think Mark can attest to this too, are mostly volunteer. And unless, private. And, no, and town run. There's, there's, there's private ambulance services. Well, there's certain, there, there are. However, what I'm, what I'm getting at is um, about probably 20 years ago, um, the town that I, I grew up in sent um, friends of mine a bill for showing up. So it's a volunteer service provided by the town paid for by tax dollars and they're billing people who are paying taxes so this it's not certainly not the first time i've heard of the concept but if it's expanding to cover fire what's next police water yeah (laughs) and then why pay your taxes i'm with you I, I wonder about yeah, paying taxes in general. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the perfect tax rate is zero. I mean, that, yep. that's the way I look at it. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't see why we need to pay taxes, uh, especially on our income and, and definitely on property taxes, because with property taxes, you end up uh, being a renter your entire life. That's I mean, exactly you're the a truth. Homeowner. Yeah. And this is, they're, yeah. they're only they, they they come down from the historical concept of quit rents when um, when you know lords owned the land and the serfs li- lived upon the land and and paid a certain amount of their produce in either gold or silver or uh, you know whatever their produce was in order to, to to continue to till the lord's land and this is all property taxes are they are a historical relic of mm-hmm. these times past uh, you know the concept of an income tax basically taxes your labor. If someone can tax your labor, what is a person that benefits from your labor? I mean, that person's a master. And this is, you know, this is all it is. It's a paradigm of slavery and mastery, uh, serfdom and lorddom. And these are old concepts that need to be done away with. I, Yeah, you know, there's valuable services that are provided out there. But the marketplace provides all kinds of valuable services, too. If people want a service, they'll pay for it. The hallmark of a bad service is one that you have to force people to pay, pay for. for right. Mike, thank you for the call. 855 450 Three three. Let's go to David, calling from Charleston, WSCC. David, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, how's it going? I was uh, calling in about some of these people that are complaining about not being able to get health care or birth control from their health care. 
Okay. Because they work for they work for the Catholic Church. Yeah, I've heard some of, of that. the examples. I mean, this is crazy. What? Why would you work for an organization that you don't share the same principles with? I mean, I would never work for the church because I'm an atheist, and I'd be pretty certain they wouldn't provide birth control for me when they believe it's a sin. There you know? was one guy um, that called in a couple of weeks ago when we talked about this that was a paramedic who went to work for a Catholic hospital. And, you know, I guess that he, he got married to his girlfriend or the, his wife or whatever as a result because they had to move or something like that. And she came down with one of these feminine issues where they need to take birth control in order to is it amniocentesis i don't know there are uh, there are a number of different things even migraines yeah all kinds of yeah. reasons why they might uh, take these pills and that these particular pills that she needed were particularly expensive so it wasn't that it was about birth control it was that she needed medical treatment and that the you know the hospital will provide her with all kinds of other medical treatment, but not this one because it could be considered birth control. Right. I mean, I mean you, you kind of feel for that guy. Yeah, but at the same time, why do these people support these organizations? Like, I, I personally hate the Catholic Church, and it's because they go around the world and they they tell people, you know, don't use condoms and don't use this, and I mean basically committing human rights violations and everybody thinks they're great because they're charitable i mean it's nuts if if they were not well if they're feeding people hate them but yeah they're feeding people lies Uh, well i'm gonna tell you this (laughs) though david i mean here's the problem right so to some extent religious organizations by the way I'm not a particularly religious guy myself but religious organizations tend to be driven by faith so therefore, they're more likely to take care of uh, people where where sectarian organizations aren't. There's just not those huge uh, sectarian organizations out there. Many of them are faith based, and faith based organizations are going to want to, uh, you know, get people on board. I mean, if you believed that I was going to to be tortured in fiery torment for the rest of my life, you'd want me to believe. You'd want me to say the magic words that would get me not to have to do that, wouldn't you? Uh, that's a sick, sick proposition. <laughs> Thanks for the call. <laughs> 855-450-3733. You know, different people, different ideas. I'm that's with what, the caller myself. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark. And Nemi. You can give us a call at 855-450-FREE. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. You know, I've been talking about this band Raja Mojo on the air for a couple of weeks now, and I... uh, 
they're they're rocketing up the charts at cdbaby.com. And I'm on a personal mission to get Raja Mojo up as high as I can on these charts so that people who wouldn't necessarily hear the message of liberty are more likely to hear it. I think that uh, you know there's there's all different uh, bands out there with all different kind of uh, agendas, but not too many liberty-oriented bands and not too many that you can support sort of online and get other people to hear their music. Raja Mojo is one of them. You can go listen if you want to listen first before you buy the the albums. Uh, you can listen at YouTube. Just look for Raja Mojo. It's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Um, or you can just go to cdbaby.com. It's $3.16. You can buy all four of their songs. Look them up, Raja Mojo. They're at uh, number one and two in the retro rock section. Number one in the intelligent dance music. Two in the 70s. Uh, three in folk rock. Five at Beatles pop. Six and seven at hard rock. The political section, they're three, four, five, and six. Please, help. I mean, you know. This is it's a great way to get the message out, and the song the songs are sticky. I can I uh, found myself uh, humming them to myself more than more than once. It's Raja Mojo at cdbaby.com. I've done the downloads. You can do them. They're easy to do, uh, and you know I, I'd support it. Raja Mojo at cdbaby.com. Nimi, you ready to get into some calls here? Yes, I am. Let's take Tim and listen to WRNN in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? I just uh, I wanted to bring up the point you had mentioned earlier, which kind of just sparked the interest. Uh, you had mentioned that um, you had said that, you know, obviously the Obama administration would not be funding the Muslim Brotherhood. And I not agree in America. With that. Yeah, and I agree with that 100%, but it's, it's more the thought that kind of bothered me was, you know, I think a lot of people need to realize is, that there is always to never count out something that you think that the government would or would not do because, you know, I, I followed, you know, very closely what the Obama administration has been up to. And, you know, if you remember early in his election period, he had mentioned wanting to start a national civilian police force. Which as big, we all know, as well-funded, we all... and as powerful as the military. Exactly. And we all know some person in history that wanted to do that, too, and that was Adolf Hitler. Yeah, uh, um... You know, he's done other things. Like, uh, you know, they pushed and they passed NDAA, which is another little step closer. It's disturbing. And one thing, yeah, and, you know, one thing that I was able to realize over time, I mean, now I'm only 23 years old, so I've relatively, my whole life has been pretty peaceful. I haven't noticed big changes. You know, I spend a little bit more now on things I don't want to put my money into, but... And another thing is, is you find out over time things that the government was doing, you know, 50 or 60 years ago that, yeah. you know, would have stunned the people at that time. I mean, you know, in the 30s, the United States government was putting together a plan to invade Canada. Um, they were doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were they were doing those human experiments down in Honduras on people. There was the, the Tuskegee uh, experiments. Mm -hmm. I mean, these things that Americans yeah, at know, the time would have been like, no way. Yeah, you know, and that's the biggest thing is, you know, right now, and like even the Nazi party was, it was a nationalist socialist party. And here we have a government that's proven to be very corrupt, especially with Solyndra, where that $500 million go. You know, there's just corrupt 
instance after corrupt instance. Now, and, hold on. Before you say this government, I want to make sure that we're clear on which one we're talking about. Are you talking about the Bush administration, where the uh, the, the metals uh, and uh, the, the the company, the the organization that was over the drilling folks, was uh, taking helicopters with stripper full of strippers and blow out to the uh, the these oil derricks well, and doing that, stuff I'm too? Certainly, you know, I'm not certainly here trying to just stick up for the Bush administration. That's all I want to hear. Gripes, I have gripes against them too. That's all I want to hear. There's a yeah, yeah. <laughs> power. But, you know, that, but that's the biggest thing is right now, yes, and they have been corrupt for, you know, very, very, very long time. But I guess just, you know, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, at least for people to realize, it doesn't mean you're sitting at home being a conspiracy theorist for being, you know, a suspect and certainly being nervous about it. You know, it, it is... Some bringing it up in conversation. Some of what the, sure. the the problem with the conspiracy theory thing is is that they're you know the rabbit hole can go deeper and deeper to the point that you're talking about alien lizard men living beneath Stapleton <laughs> Airport, uh, you know sending out uh, you know Freemasons to do their bidding or whatever. I mean, like it can get really deep. Yeah. And there's no doubt that um, yeah, you know yeah. the, there's no doubt that some of the, the some of the things the conspiracy theorists have said has turned out to be true. And Tim, I thank you for the call. And increasing amounts over time lately, in my experience. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's not something I want to be associated with necessarily, but I, I can tell you that, you know, that, that the government does disturbing things. Yeah, absolutely. And, and over the past probably five, ten years, I've found myself, instead of looking and pointing at, at conspiracy theorists going, ah, conspiracy theorists, I've kind of gotten a little closer to the viewpoints like, hey, pass the tinfoil, mm. you know. And but, you know, at the same time, you know, you never know what which one to believe and which one not. to. That's believe. right. You've just got to make your own call. Difficult. Let's go to flower, the flower child in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. The flower child. You're on Free Talk Live. What's in your mind? I'll put him back on hold. Sounds like he's getting a drink. I wonder what it is. Something good, I hope. Uh, yeah, well, it could be anything. Let's go to David, uh, listening on K- KBBO in uh, Washington. David, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi. Um, thanks for having me. Look, uh, I, you know, a couple of days ago, Laura Ingram had uh, Jimmy Carter on the on the radio on her show. Okay. And um, he, she she had asked him point blank, "Do you support the um, universal health care?" And he said, uh, because he's peddling his book, he said that Jesus Christ said. Uh, we should take care of the poor, and so in using that reasoning, he thinks that, yeah, the government should provide individual health care for everybody. Uh, and, I, and I remember Obama said something similar about, you know, his Christianity says that you have to take care of the poor, and so that's kind of basing that on that, uh, the health care on that. And, and to me, it's like, uh, it, it's so out there, it's so stupid to say that, because Jesus Christ was never about reforming government. It was about reforming the individual. And I'd agree with that. Um, it seems to me that you can't that uh, that the one can't uh, call it for one. It's not a moral thing if you're forced to pay into a system to quote unquote help the poor. Uh, there's no evidence that uh, it's a it's an efficient way to help the poor. And one would think that Jesus would want to help the poor efficiently and not waste money when seventy cents, as I understand it, of welfare dollars to go goes uh, seventy cents on every welfare dollar goes to pay middle class bureaucrats as opposed to uh, helping the poor. But when it comes down to it. Uh, you know, you're, it's not being generous with somebody else's money. Jesus would never point a gun at somebody and say, you're going to have to give. 
Because that's not, you know, that's not giving. That's not morality. That's not generosity. He's going to suggest that it's the right thing to do. I think reasonable people have their limits, too. And if Jesus is teaching people to fish rather than giving them fish, I I don't think that... uh, The The welfare system's disempowering in a lot of ways. Absolutely. I appreciate the call, David. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Apologize for the uh, little problem there. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. All right. Let me uh, go directly into the calls here. (laughs) My mistake, folks. Um, Adrian in Kentucky, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi. um, Well, who is your co-host tonight? It's Nimi. I'm I'm Nemi. Hi. Okay. Nimi's normally on on Wednesday nights, but she's filling in with me this evening because Ian's away at an event. Gotcha. Okay. I was actually wondering where he was, too. Um, Was it yesterday that you guys kind of did the show that led off with Derek J's arrest? I believe it was. Yeah, it must have been because that happened yesterday, yeah. Yep, sounds right. So Derek so, Jay is a co-host on Tuesday, Tuesday nights. nights yeah. He is a an activist, a liberty activist here in Keene, New Hampshire, and he, you know, has managed to get himself arrested a few times doing all kinds of civil disobedience. What appeared to happen yesterday was uh, a police officer was behind him while he was on a bicycle, turned on his lights and his sirens in order to serve him with some papers. Derek did not pull over quickly enough for the police officer. I would say the the Length of time was somewhere between 30 and 50 seconds that he, uh, you know, didn't pull over the police officer. And then when the police officer pulled up beside him, motioned to him and all kinds of stuff, he still didn't pull over. He was within a few, you know, maybe 50 to 100 feet from his house. I suppose maybe he was going to the house. I don't know. Didn't pull over. Um, and the, the police officer got out of his car, ran along beside him. Derek still didn't stop. And then the police officer jumped, uh, jumped on him and shoved his uh, baton into his uh, t- t- spokes. And the claim is is that he was hit i you know at this point it's difficult to say there's some video of the uh, the operation but there's no video of him being struck so go on so there were well there were a lot of things said on yesterday's show uh one of which was and i think you disagreed with this mark but one of them was that the cops pick on him i, I guess it's assumptive bias 
that the reason they said this, but the cops pick on him because they're homophobic and there was a further extrapolation or assumption driven that perhaps the cops were slightly homosexual themselves and they didn't like that about them. So, you know, there's, there's that whole tangent and, uh, I'll preface it with that. Uh, you know, I, I think he's a pretty good guy. I don't know him personally, but, I, you know, I like what he is doing and other activists are doing. But, you know, I didn't know, well, I still don't know that he's homosexual, but, I, you know, Derek I, I know nothing about him. Uh, Derek, yeah. J. Derek J. Is- Derek J. is queerer than a football bat. <laughs> okay. See, and, and, and I didn't know that because all I have ever seen of him is I, I drop in on the show you know, every now and then live, and then I, I listen to some podcasts, and and then sometimes I go over to Freakeen and I, I watch some of the videos, and I didn't know that about him, but I have to say that there's a lot, a good percentage of the time that even though I like what he's doing with the civil disobedience, I do find his personality incredibly annoying. Okay. Does that, does that make me homophobic? I don't know. I, I would say no. I mean, you know, I, I, well, I think that if one... And, and I would say so, too. One jumping to a conclusion, you know, I mean, I, I just, I think that it's it's jumping to a conclusion. I don't know why Derek gets treated the way he gets treated other than he gets himself in the path of uh, the police officers. There are lots of gay people in uh, Keene, New Hampshire. Derek that, is very high visibility, yeah, too. that do not get themselves, uh, you know, go out and do civil disobedience and activism that do not deal with problems with the police. I do think that the police in one occasion chose to to use pepper spray on Derek when they could have just talked to him or you know used sort of a small amount of physical force I to think that's uh, true. guided him into the police car of yesterday as well. I, I I've seen the video that's been posted on YouTube and and I know Derek personally. I've I am proud to call myself his friend and Derek as someone said online 120 pounds he if he's 120 pounds About he's that, yeah. I, I i would put it lower than that and i just i fail to see how the Keene police department could have found, they how they couldn't find a more I, I hate to use the word peaceful but less confrontational less violent way to deal with derek because derek i could probably snap derek in half if i tried you know i just i think yeah. it's unacceptable well, so, I mean, I haven't watched every single video of, of activism that, that, that is available featuring Derek, uh, but I get the feeling that he taunts cops. And, but like, I, I saw one video where he was, like, running over to them or, or saying something to them, and then, then when they walked over to him, he would run away. I mean, I'd run I away, I haven't too, seen this, but... I... I, you know, I I don't know. You're, you, what, now you're in the arena of speculation. I have not uh, I have not seen that, and I don't nec- believe that's necessarily true. I would say that if you are in a vehicle, whether it's a bicycle or car, and a police officer is pulled up next to you using his sirens and lights, and you refuse to pull over, that at some point or another, you're going to find yourself physically 
stopped. If it's in a car, they may put out uh, you know uh, strips to blow your tires. If it's a bicycle, they may tackle you. But you know how long was this police officer to reasonably go alongside him, blaring his uh, siren and uh, flashing his lights? Why was it such a scene? Uh, that's what I want to know: is why did it escalate to such a scene? Because there's there there's two parts of the story. If I'm understanding correctly, cops are told to put their sirens on if somebody doesn't pull over. I mean, first they put on their lights. Then they put on their siren. Was he told to pull over? He was uh, the guy. I couldn't. You couldn't hear anything in this video because the siren right. is so loud. Yeah. But you could see the guy um, right next to him. When there's a cop right next to you with his lights and sirens on, I understand. There's an idea that maybe you should pull over, like pointing and gesturing. I'm assuming when he's pointing and gesturing, he's saying pull over. It's not the first time I've seen a cop do that. Okay. So if well, Derek's on a on a bike, why not just wait until he's not on the bike anymore? Could be is a slow speed chase across Keene, New Hampshire. Oh gosh. It looks pretty silly. I mean, the cops look pretty powerless. And they are an organization well, that does operate through power. Go ahead, Adrian. So, and, 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 and I mean, I, I've watched him, like, run away from cops and, and, and have back and forth with them. But, what you know, with any kind of civil disobedience, and, and if you're particularly active in it. I agree 100%. They use unnecessary force, you know, and, well, any force for that would be ridiculous. But given his visibility with the police and, 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 how, and how much, I mean, just in the videos that I've seen, I mean, he's not aggressive. I'm not saying that, I'm, and I'm not speculating that he's aggressive. But how, I mean, you're dealing with, I mean, a lot of cops are ex-military that, you know, and, and they've got a certain mindset. And you're dealing with these kinds of people. I mean, the expectation is, I mean, any disobedience that I've done, I, I, I have went into it knowing that, well, I, I could get, you know, the crap beat out of me over, over this encounter. Oh, you're just and, a frustrated gay guy. Thanks, Adrian, for the call. <laughs> 855, just kidding. 855-450-3733. Is this the hill to die on, I think, is the question. Well, you know, I've been asking myself that here for years. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. you want to talk about here on free talk live uh you know i've been telling you that these phone lines are brought to you by SACL cai SACL cai is a company that ha- handles accounts receivable they can do it for your business they have some of the best equipment money can buy they record every call so that you know how your business is being handled they treat your customers with respect they know that you didn't get in whatever line of work you're in in order to handle accounts receivable that's why they do what they do they make your job easier. They do their job well, making your job easier. It's uh, SACL, C-A-I. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. SACL, C-A-I. It's Mark with you. And Nemi. All right. Nemi, let's uh, let's get right back into the calls here. Let's take uh, try Flower Child again. Call him from Huntsville, Alabama. All right. Okay, here's what I do. Every single piece of mail that I send out, I personally write on each envelope, peace, love, harmony for all people. I've signed it, flower child, 
going to put the peace sign on it. Now, I've been doing this for a while here, and it must be getting around to something because just recently I was hearing of a, a young guy over in Israel that he's starting to do the same type of a program, basically speaking, with some Iranians over there, and they're passing words back and forth trying to get a movement going so there won't be any war over there. Yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. I really love this. Uh, this is uh, this guy in Israel basically wanted used his graphic uh, design abilities to create a poster that says, Iranians, we love you. And, you know, uh, there's been some Iranians that responded saying, Israel, we love you. Just basically saying that they it's their government that's doing this right. and not them. And I think everybody right. knows that their government doesn't really represent them. I know they're called representatives. But they're not, you know, they're just you know, they're just some organization that demands money from you. And, you know, sometimes they do things you want if your little team gets in there or whatever. But a lot of times they do something else entirely. Well, well I, I know that every I think it's a great idea, Flower Child. Yeah, I, every time I do this, it puts a wonderful, warm, pure, clean, wholesome feeling that runs through me. And it lets me know I'm doing the right thing. And I believe myself. Like, we've all, even as children, we dreamed about, in some way, being a hero somehow. Well, to me, this is the best way of being a hero in the truest sense of the term. Every time you put that message out there, you're doing good, and it really makes you feel good. I agree with you completely, Flower Child. I, I appreciate the call. 855-450-3733. That was a great unexpected call. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't do that. I don't send a lot of mail, frankly, but I think it's a great idea. I bet, I bet people see that, and the postman sees it, and people see it, and they, they enjoy it. Yeah. Let's go to Greg in Texas, listening on XM. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is what what is not on everybody else's mind which is why aren't we talking about the air cars, the cars that run on air that they're producing in India? They, uh, I've they heard go, about these. Yeah, they, they go up to 60 miles an hour mm-hmm. they, for, two, for 200 miles on one compressed tank of air. And then and those are like $4,900. They're no different than the smart cars that we have in the U.S. or, or the uh, Honda Elements. These things are just—they look just like the hot elements. Boxy. They're a little. They're smaller than an element. Um, there's, you know, they're smaller. But I believe they're just just a smidge larger larger than the smart car. They won't pass the safety standards. Uh, what are they? Uh, shoot, cafe standards that the mm. uh, U.S. Uh, government has set up for car companies here in the United States. Well, I don't. Well, they, I think they're more concerned about their oil that they. We, if they don't consume any oil. They don't consume any gas, and they they got they're, they're making them now to where they generate they got they generate their own air. So they don't even have to fill up. They don't even have to stop to fill up for air. They can just ride forever. I'm inclined well, at some to. Point, they'd be a perpetual motion machine if they didn't uh, require some kind of energy, and that energy is probably going to come from fossil fuels. Right. But I got you. My understanding of the air car um, is that it's it operates much like a hybrid that air is one of the options it's not something that is a perpetual motion machine as mark's talking about um it can be powered solely by but my i I drive a prius and my prius can run solely on the battery but not for very long it does require the gas engine to to kick in so it may be an issue of technology 
I, that didn't, I, well, per- it's the cafe standards. I'm, right. I, you know, I've looked into this early right. on. It's the cafe standards, and you know, I'm, I believe that the government is uh, in the wrong for choosing that. You know, deciding how safe your car is mm-hmm. going to be, because you know, you'll find a lot of vehicles out there. Basically, any three wheel vehicle out there is something that somebody wanted to make into a car but couldn't, so they're making it into a motorcycle. Right. And so you have to have a motorcycle license to to have it. I mean, obviously, motorcycles can't pass the safety standards that cars can pass, but somehow we can have them. It's because of the amount of tires. I mean, the ludicrous thing is about how many tires are hitting the road. Well, there there we go again. It's all about the bureaucracy. Oh, yeah. The big wall that the government puts up because they don't want to lose all the money that we we could be saving by not having to pay for oil or gas because we're running off of air. And matter of fact, the, the exhaust, you can use the exhaust for your air conditioning because it comes out at 55 miles or uh, 55, 55 degrees. Oh, that's pretty cool. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's just really, I don't understand why there's not a lot, there's not a lot more talk about this, this, uh, this, this technology, you know, but I guess, I guess I understand it in a way that, uh, the government doesn't want everybody to know about it because we'd be screaming and hollering for them because they're you know the five thousand to fifteen thousand dollars is all they cost. It's, and, they're, and, they're they're cheap and you know I I think that yeah I mean that's all I can tell you. Cafe standards is the reason, and I hope that uh, they bring more options to bear here in the the marketplace. I want to not spend as much money on gasoline. Yeah. Here here's a prediction for the American public. Gas prices aren't going to go down, you know. Uh, you know, whatever a president you put in office, they're not going to go down not that much. I mean, perpetual war in the Middle East. Remember when we were supposed to get lower gas prices by invading Iran, Iraq? I remember people talking like that. I don't remember politicians well, it's saying. Well, the value it. of the dollar but, goes down too. Uh, yeah, there's the printing. The Federal Reserve is printing more dollars in order to stave off the Great Recession here. And you know, this is this is the result, and it probably isn't going to get any better. Craig, uh, thank you for the call. Now, I went with the hybrid because uh, I had read about VW. I, historically speaking, I'm a VW girl, um, but they had. Uh, prototypes in testing um, government use in Germany that were it was a um, hybrid diesel uh, so it would have okay. gotten up up to or just over 100 miles a gallon and the I diesels was really, get great gas mileage yeah and Plus I've you had, could use french fry juice I, yeah you can turn them into biodiesels too and I've had VW diesels I've, and they're fantastic cars I would love to do it again um, but I was really looking for the higher gas mileage um, and I, I don't see VW bringing that technology over here and I'm not sure if it's cafe standards like you say or if it's a company decision i would have i would gladly buy one though let's go to cj uh, J, jg uh in listening in charleston south carolina wscc hey you're on free talk live what's on your mind um my call was prompted listening uh, to the fellow talk about the police officer pulling over fella on a bicycle yeah, yeah. And uh, here in South Carolina, my understanding of the law is if police officer gives an unlawful order, then the citizen is not obliged to comply. That's uh, that is, that's supposed to be a true statement. However, my experience has been that whenever one takes these things to court to find out whether something was lawful or not, the court says, oh, yes, yes, it was absolutely lawful. Right, because he's on our side. That's been my experience. Yes, no surprise there. Yep. Any other thoughts, JG? 
No, thank you very much. Have a good evening. Thanks Shade for calling. Call. 855-450-3733. Now, you said that you had uh, VWs that you drove in the past, these uh, diesels. And I've heard that these things can get really great gas mileage. Yeah. In some cases, better gas mileage than the hybrids get. Have you Absolutely. noticed it's better or worse? Um, I have good luck with the, with the Prius, considering that it's an 03, the one that I drive. It's a first um, Sounds like the battery's ready to go, right? No, no, not at all. Okay. Um, the, there's one that's still running with 350,000 miles on it that's still on the first batteries. Oh and my. that's what that's what most, most folks are concerned about. It's a very electric car. Um, I have not had a lot of experience with the turbo diesels on the VW. Mine are old, like 85 to 90 stump pullers. That have all torque and no horse. Yeah, you know. So I got the ones that are tough to get on the interstate with. Sometimes. Oh yeah, you know it's it's. So what's the gas mileage like on one of those? On diesels? one of those, I was getting sixty-five miles a gallon, and depending time of year and what I have on the car for uh, for uh, tires now, I'm still running snow tires, uh, winter mixed fuel, and running heat still in March, and I'm getting just under forty. No, it's and that's the, driving it like I stole it. Yep, yeah. and that's in the Prius. Interesting. So you would say they're pretty commensurate, the uh, old Yeah, I would diesels? say so. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. I am mad. Dirty ass. Takes away everything you can get. Keeps them alone with this affordable plan. I call it democracy. Everybody knows the game is rich. The poor stay poor, the rich stay rich. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at CDBaby.com. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the the third hour of Free Talk Live's live Saturday edition. It's Mark. And Nemi. 855-450-3733. You can call in to Free Talk Live and talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's one of the things we do here on Free Talk Live. We take people's calls. We've been, uh, you know, all over the board in the last uh, couple of hours, uh, but uh, recently, you know, people have been talking about cars and, uh, you know, alternative fuels and things like that. So let's get right into the calls here. Nemi, you got uh, Mick calling from Florida, listening on XM. Mick, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing? Uh, actually, I'm in Orlando, Florida, and I uh, took a, a plane flight this morning up to Virginia to pick up my uh, 2012 plug-in. Prius. It's probably one of the first nice. group of cars on the East Coast. And uh, I'm actually on my way back to Florida. I flew up this morning, airlines, and picked up the car, and I'm on my way back. I'm down to Fayetteville already. Now, so, this uh, uh, did you have uh, a Prius before this? I did. I had a 2005 that has 100 and, uh, 
90,000 miles on it, nice. and it runs just like it did the day, day I bought it. And the, the interesting thing is, is people say these things won't pay for themselves, but I had a, uh, a PT Cruiser before that that averaged around 18 miles per gallon, and I took and figured out the average gas price in Florida over the last six years that I've had this car at the, the other Prius that I had. And uh, it worked out to where uh, it it was like three dollars and seventeen cents a gallon, and I figured there's sixty three hundred gallons difference between the two cars to run one hundred ninety thousand miles. At three nineteen, that's twenty thousand six hundred dollars yep. you save. Yep. Now you know, I so. got a, I have a PT Cruiser too, and uh, I've heard that they're all across the board. When I was looking at one, I was trying to figure out what the mileage is, and I really did see numbers from like eighteen to forty. Uh, you know, and from what I can tell, these things are just across the board. I get about twenty eight yeah. on my PT, so um, I'm not going to let uh, I'm not going to let everybody believe that PTs only get about a, only get eighteen. But it definitely tra- it depends on how you drive. That, I mean, that much it, is true. This it, is a it, it's a turbo. You, if you're a lead foot like me, you're going to get lower gas gas mileage now if i drove like my friend john who drives like a grandmother mm-hmm. sorry john. my grandmother would probably be upset with yeah. how slow i drive well okay well, the, the I, pt running around town you know yep. it's you know you got a lot of weight to move and that's that's when i got the 18 it would do a, you know mine was one of the first ones that came out so it only got about maybe 22 23 i think that's all it was rated for this uh this new plug-in so far and I had to slow it down because I was getting I was getting a little cocky with it. And I was driving about seventy five miles an hour, so I had to slow it. The gas mileage dropped a little bit, but it'll go like uh, between eleven and fifteen miles on battery alone with this new uh, lithium ion battery. Nice. But you can hold the battery to where it doesn't use up, and it seems to do better. So far, I've gone three hundred sixty point eight miles, and I'm averaging fifty eight miles per gallon. Nice. And that's real. That's Very real that's numbers too. That's yep, highway. That's highway. See, that's now these, on the highway. That's and, and 58 the, miles per gallon. The everything that uh, people will always say about the hybrids is they get terrible highway mileage. But uh, I've never been in on anything in four wheels that gets 58 miles to the gallon. So yeah. it depends on. Well, your t- it, it, I mean, that's what's on a computer. And I, the one of the things is the others talk about what they actually get, but I fill the things up till they won't take any more gas, and then I I use a GPS as well as the trip counter on the machine on the car itself to make sure I really know what it's getting, you know, mm-hmm. because they all, you know, BS about what they get and what they don't get, sure. you know, but the only way you can really tell is have something to compare it with, but that Prius is the only thing I've ever seen that gets what it's rated. It's, yeah. it's, Why'd you uh, get the Prius instead of the Volt? Uh, because the Volt uh, is just not practical. It holds four people. I got inside of it. I'm six foot one. I can't even sit straight up without my head hitting the ceiling. <laughs> and the fuel economy is horrible once the 35 miles is gone yeah. of uh, charge. If you get that, it only gets like 36, 37 miles per gallon. Uh, according to the six or thirty-seven you... sounds like heaven uh, from where I'm sitting. I'll tell you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. buy a Volt at, at, in any way. No Why's way. That? It just has a bad reputation. Yeah. It's well, not reliable. To some extent, people have been trashing on it because it's Obama's car, and uh, that's. You know. I mean, when I was doing comparative research on whether I wanted the Prius or if I wanted to go with a Honda, a Honda hybrid, or if I wanted to go with a smart car, it, it just. I, I didn't bag on it for it being an, an Obama vehicle. I, I trashed yeah. it because it was bad out of the gate i mean they had to go back and redesign it entirely from scratch because the first prototype that came out was just terrible didn't work well, I, I, hate like to, I hate to say this i hate to say this but i know i don't hate to say it i'm actually a pretty conservative republican and i'm a little frustrated that the republican party is making fun of this direction because the automobile companies are working 
really, really hard to get this mileage up because they know if they can seize that from the oil companies that they're selling cars and Toyota is selling cars. Absolutely. You know, this is, it's preposterous yeah. to me. If the average American can cut down their gas consumption by 40%, which isn't that much when you consider the numbers that we're talking about here, then the United States yeah. could operate on its own oil. It wouldn't be, uh, you know, it wouldn't be across right. the world all off in other people's business. No matter what you right. think that business, how that business should be solved, you know, yeah. we're not so concerned well, with the, what's me, going on in other places, but the Middle East seems yeah, to be a to big me, concern. Yeah, to me, it does make a difference how it's solved, because the problem with Obama is, is the government, I mean, Toyota's proven that they can do this on their own and compete like we used to be able to do, and he's getting the American people to where they really don't think they have to compete, and GM has to compete just like everybody else. Just, I own my own cabinet manufacturing business in Orlando, and I'm competing against the Chinese. It's my job to figure out how to do it smarter and better, and if we, Americans don't get to thinking like that, you know, so on one side, I think he, I, think he, I don't know if it's for political reasons or what, but I think to switch over a, a infrastructure to electric car stations only takes a few wires and a little small pedestal. You talk about natural gas, you're talking about big tanks and yeah. pressure and safety systems, the same well, thing with hydrogen. Nat- natural All gas these, would be great. Infrastructure. Natural gas is great to to make power with. I mean, if they want to make electricity yeah. with it and then deliver it in yeah. some through the grid to these uh, these charging stations, that would make more sense. I don't know how the, the you know the I don't know how these plugins will work necessarily for everybody, but they certainly would work yeah. for me. I put in you know a maximum of thirty miles round trip from the office to the house a day, mm-hmm. so a plug in would be fine with me, and I could plug it in at work oh, too. So yeah. I think a lot of Americans well, left, would, would be yeah. in I good shape. I left Newport News. I left Newport News with one mile on this car, and it had a full charge on it. And like I said, you can save the charge. It doesn't seem to work so hard to keep it up in charge if you mm-hmm. leave it alone. But you can run it on all EV for between eleven and. 15 miles, but I think a brand new car getting 58 miles per gallon kind of throw, blows away the myth that the 11 miles or 15 miles is no good. And I've never had a car. And I think had I not been driving 75 miles per hour for about an hour and a half, it probably would be up around 61, 62. I'm and that's really one looking forward to 360 miles. I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing how the plug in. Priuses, um, and this is the out. first year of them. Yes, yeah. this is the first release. And uh, yeah. the, you've got like one of the first ones, uh, is that right, Mick? Well, there was two of them at this dealer. They had the first car hauler on the East Coast was the new the new Century One. That's how that's how my wife says I am obsessed with this thing. I've been tracking ships like since huh. Japan. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I'm pretty conservative, but I, I'm just sick and tired. My first cousin's uh, son got his jaw busted up, blown up by. Uh, you know, by these roadside bombs yep. in Afghanistan, and I'm I'm just sick and tired of us giving it. To, I'd rather have this thing be a coal burning uh, electric car. Right. Uh, at least we're creating American jobs. You know what I mean? I, I hear you, Mick. Thanks I for agree. the call. You know, um, I think that a lot of people don't consider because I'm a registered Republican. I don't know if you can call me a conservative or ultra liberal, ultra conservative, or what I am. I'm a pretty hardline libertarian, but. 
there are all kinds of people. Uh, Nimmy, uh, you're gun-toting mama, right? Yes, I am. Um, and driving a Prius. Uh, you know, all <laughs> kinds of people are driving these alternative fuel vehicles. Yeah. I'm just sick and tired of paying at the pump. I just don't. I, I think that America can make it on different kinds of fuels, and I'm interested in trying new things. There's behavior changes, too. And I, I know we've talked about driving tactics and hypermiling here on the show before, but I'm also interested to see. Well, okay, don't try. Well, if you drive like a grandma, then let me go in front of you and I'll hypermile and yeah. you can fume behind me as I'm. Hypermiling just seems so crazy to me. Those people take chances trying to get an extra mile per there, gallon. Well, there's there's responsible ways to do it and there's irresponsible ways to do it. If you're driving in neutral and you want to take the keys out of the ignition, that's just stupid at 50 miles an hour. I've, n- I've never done that. But um, I'm interested to see when the technology is implemented that all cars have to have the idle shutoff. So if you're sitting at a stoplight, it's going to cut out. I'm really interested to see that. Yeah, it works fantastically in my car. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. What's, what are your thoughts on alternative fuels? 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. 855-450-3733. Just had somebody call in and talk about hybrid vehicles. Yeah, <laughs> really. hybrids. You, we started out with Santorum and ended up with hybrid vehicles. 855-450-3733. We've been talking all night about uh, you know different, different ways that people are getting together here in New Hampshire to uh, you know try to push this liberty agenda Uh, folks that believe in liberty have been talking about these concepts since well Locke, bastiat and you know somehow or another they don't take hold why well because governments are organizations that naturally grow in power so you need a certain amount of people in a certain geographic area in order to have some success and that's what the idea of the free state project is to some liberty-loving individuals to pick up and move. We've already had a thousand people pick up and move to New Hampshire in order to uh, what the, the 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 pledge says to you know the maximum role of government should be life, liberty, and the protection of property, and that's what they've been doing. They're getting elected offices. They're uh, creating media. Some are participating in uh, civil disobedience. Whatever's your bag, it's going on with the free. To- uh, if if you're into liberty, it's going on the Free State Project. You can find out more at freestateproject.org. Again, it's freestateproject.org. Let's go to Jerry, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Jerry, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, What was on my mind is I hear you talking about cars, and I'm, I got, we have two VW diesels right now, and uh, in my family, between my brothers and my sisters, there's like six of them. Turbo or regular? Turbo one. Nice. We've had regular ones, too. I've had both. And what do you think? I mean, what's uh, what? What? Obviously, you must like them. I mean, you guys, uh, you guys are riding in them, right? Yeah, my agenda right now, uh, that one gets between thirty-eight and uh, forty-eight miles per gallon, and has like three hundred ninety thousand on it right at this nice. moment. Holy macaroni! Yeah. Three hundred ninety thousand yep. miles. I rolled four on my eighty-five diesel Golf. My yep. God, the seat must be worn through to the foam. I had to replace the seat. And our Versace diesel right now has just about three hundred thousand on it. So, uh, we, have you ever so have you ever tried to get higher mileage than this thirty eight to forty eight? Is it possible? 
It is possible. We've done performance stuff on on different ones. My my uh, Jetta, I have a chip in it and a few things in it. Like a racing chip? Really, it'll really go. It'll blow your mind the power it has. Okay. It'll take, like if you know what, a, um, like some of the Trans Ams will do and stuff, it'll keep up to it anywhere. It'll burn Robert for a second or third and still oh. get that good a mile. Nice. Well, then you've really got a chip in that thing. So you think you could probably get this thing up to, you know, 50 or 60 miles to the gallon. Is that correct? If you drive it nice. I don't drive that nice. I'm, I drive hard. <laughs> yeah, I drive. Yeah. I, I've been in automobile accidents, and I've just decided that extra 10 miles an hour or 15 miles an hour that I'm going to get isn't going to do anything. It's not going to get me any anywhere any faster. So I've, you know, I, I, I've really toned it down. If I'm on a long ride... I'll try to take it. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be careful and I'll get the fuzz buster out and that kind of thing. But generally, when I'm just going around town, it ain't worth it to me. With VWs, yeah. I've, in my experience, it's body rot that's the problem. It's never, it's never an engine problem. Hmm. We we have uh, my my uh, brother is really computer stuff and he knows a lot about it. And we can reprogram stuff and reset fuel on them ourselves and different different things. But the other thing that I was going to mention is we I've, we've done a lot with diesel pickups too. Nice. And we have we have two satellites. But my four, 99 Ford Dually Crew Cab Four Wheel Drive Ford pickup, and I put three hundred and eighty thousand on that truck pulling a a car trailer. But empty that truck would get thirty two miles to the gallon. Really? And, and pulling a trailer, I would get between fifteen and eighteen with a fifty foot four car hauler wedge trailer on it. Wow. I don't think people know this kind of stuff, Jerry. I, I really don't. I don't think people people now, are aware Jerry, of it. Jerry, have you have you dabbled in biodiesel at all? We have some, yes. Uh, what's your experience we, with it? We're, we're on the road a lot. We had too many uh, filter problems to have be stalled out on the road. Yeah. That was my only, my. I mean, for people that just run around home and they're home, I think it's great. But right, I drive, I drive semi- I mean, we're on the road. I got an 07 Dodge uh, Dually truck. Right now, that has 256,000. And, um, you do a lot of that, driving. Yeah, apparently you do. <laughs> Jerry, I, I appreciate the call. 855-450-3733. Uh, phones are loaded here. Let's go to Tim in Myrtle Beach. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, you called. Uh, you said Tim, right? Yeah, that's you. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. Um, Yeah, I did want to say... Uh, and not at all bashing hybrid drivers whatsoever or those types of vehicles, because obviously everyone just wants to buy something that'll save them money. But back in, I think it was either late 70s or early uh, early uh, 80s, uh, General Motors came out with a vehicle that was, it was a very basic, I forgot the model, but it was just a Chevy, very short name, like a T5 or something like that. And Jay Leno has the only one left because, the government actually forced General Motors to buy this vehicle back for double the price. Yeah. I think this one was in the 90s because there was an electric car in the 80s that looked like a rolling no, no, this, this wasn't an electric car. This wasn't an electric car. This was an all-gas four-cylinder, and it was manual windows as basic and lightweight and small as a guest. And it got around, it was between 60 and 65 miles a gallon, and... The government had forced General Motors to buy this vehicle back for double the price, and I'd, apparently Jay Leno has the only one left because hmm. it's Jay Leno. He can he doesn't you know he, he can doesn't get need it. to take that double the price. He knows it's going to be worth something. 
So and, uh, is this the idea know, that the government doesn't want us to have low, my, uh, you know, well, high, high yeah, mileage? I mean, they are they are openly they don't even hide it from you. If you notice that most gas stations across the country, you'll see diesel will be five cents, ten cents, even thirty cents yeah. more expensive yeah. than gasoline. When diesel's less refined, it's actually it's cheaper to make diesel. It should be it cheaper to make it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, they they put it right out in your face. They do nothing to hide it. You know, and it killed me that your last caller there mentioned the dually diesel Ford because I, my last vehicle was a 95 uh, Ford dually King Cab. It had the 7.3 liter turbo diesel. It's a big V8 That's the diesel. Big one. Yep. And all I had was just a little edge performance programmer on it. And, you know, I did the same thing. You know, on the highway, I drove the thing every day back and forth to work. It was about a 15 mile drive, but 20 bucks would get me to work. What was the mileage? The What's the mileage per gallon? You know? Which, what was uh, your... It was around, I, I mean, it was probably around 25 or so <laughs> highway. S- surprising a vehicle that big can uh, do that well. Tim, thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. Let's go to John in Medford, Oregon. Listen to KMED. Hey, you guys. With all of these, uh, with what I, I've just grown really frustrated with the whole energy quagmire we're seeing here. And listening to the car talk and the electric talk, it's... A, it, 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 uh, with the warm winter this year, there is actually a surplus of gasoline and oil in America. And, get, and you know, with the supply, the USA is now entering the export market. I thought gas would go down with more supply, and we've always been taught, you know, you have more supply, the price will come down. Yeah. But now we're exporting gas to China, and the gas prices have gone up. And then if you think electric is your, is your baby, up here in the Northwest, Bonneville Power has, has maxed out. They had a they had a surplus of electricity recently, and they were we're paying with the taxpayers to subsidize the BPA to not to have those windmills not produce electricity. John, thanks for the call. It's electric's terrible. Eight five five four five zero three. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them. You can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. The phones have blown up talking about alternative uh, fuel vehicles. I, and I think this is a conversation that a lot of people want to have. And, you know, frankly... I don't think a lot of talk show hosts are having it. And that's what Free Talk Live's about. We don't do what the rest of them do. We don't say, well, this is what we're going to talk about this hour, and you're going to play it. (laughs) You know, somebody called in, mentioned this stuff, and it got it going, got it rolling. Uh, Real quick, before we take the calls here, uh, Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. For early adopters that like things like alternative fuel vehicles, Bitcoins might be a great option. They are the Internet's version of cash. There's no contracts to sign, no terms of service you've got to abide by. Anyone can download the free software and be using them in just minutes. You can send and receive money with no fees anywhere in the world. You don't need permission from any bank or government to do so. To learn how, visit weusecoins.org. It's weusecoins.org. And now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour 
By depositing cash at any major bank to buy your bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. So that's weusecoins.org and bitinstant.com. Let's just take them in descending order here. Let's go to Mark in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, there's, there's a couple of things. First of all, I think if consumers are going to be able to use these alternative vehicle, vehicle or alternative fuel vehicles, however you want to call it, they need to be available. I'm driving a Hyundai Elantra that I bought a couple of years ago. I was in a car accident. Yes, it was my fault. I ran into somebody. I'm okay. Good. My car wasn't. I had to buy a car, and I wanted to buy a, uh, a Prius, but there was a three-week waiting list. And mm-hmm. my insurance company said, you've got to buy a car and do it within a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a regular conventional car, and I get more than 30 miles a gallon. I get better mileage than I used to. But if the government would step in, and I'm, you know, I tend to be libertarian, too, but if the government would say, step in and say, look, we are going to make these things readily available and new car manufacturers need to do this, more people would buy them because they're out there. Just like when you go and use a, uh, buy a plastic uh, bottle of water at the store and they're using 30% less plastic because that's what they're all doing, you're effectively re- you know, reducing your use simply because of the fact that that's all you can purchase. So the why are companies just, like Toyota, who makes a good deal of money on the Prius, the Prius, they don't, their salesmen don't negotiate on the Prius. You don't go in and say, oh, 35000 huh? I'll give you thirty. That doesn't happen. No. Uh, I mean, you pay yeah. what they ask when it comes to these vehicles. So, you know, and, and you've got such a high a margin. Why aren't they producing these things? And, and there's a waiting list, and I don't know. The only thing that I can well, think the government of, isn't going to fix I that. A, I mean, if there's a problem there's, with producing yeah. these things, the government having a mandate isn't going to fix it. Well, I think you know to put the, on the conspiracy theory hat, they've always said that the oil that the uh, automobile companies own stock in the oil companies, and they don't want to produce alternative fuel vehicles. But let me go ahead and change gears, pun intended, for just a second. The McDonald's in Hurricane, West Virginia, believe it or not, there's a town called Hurricane. Uh, brand new McDonald's has an electric charging station at the new McDonald's. Hmm. So, so and, and I published a news website in that town, and actually when they did the grand opening, they have a picture of a Chevy Volt being charged up while its owner's eating, you know, eating inside. And, I, you know, I think uh. if, if business has also got on the green bandwagon, it would be a lot easier to do it because now that I've moved to South Carolina, I couldn't even tell you where I could charge my car. Yeah, I would think that uh, you would think that some employers, some employers, and I'm thinking the smaller ones, would make it. You know, if 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 an employee wants to charge their car there at work, I mean, that's a it's a bonus that one can offer employees relatively easily. Is one of these charging stations that uh, you know a few people can plug into while they're at work. So it seems like a pretty good idea. Mark, thanks for the call. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Nimi, you were ugging the volt. Yeah, no, no, not the volt. Just the idea of someone driving a hybrid and wanting to be green and using this charging station at the most awful restaurant different on the planet. Different people drive hybrids for different reasons. Uh, I'm not green. I'll eat at McDonald's. You know, I mean, I've got to admit, I got a terrible for you, for, Mark. I, I I hear what you what you have to say on it. I'm you know I don't know. Maybe it's just other. Maybe it's just another burger. Let's go to Paul and uh, listening to in North Dakota. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, I was just uh, that one gentleman was saying about the diesel fuel costing more than uh, gasoline. Uh, when they went to the low sulfur diesel, uh, diesel fuel took a big jump. They had to process it again, mm-hmm. and now they're at ultra low sulfur diesel, and so it took another big jump. That was about five years ago or so. Okay. I use about $500 a day in diesel fuel. Oh, my goodness. What do you do? 
Well, I drive truck. Okay. So we're putting a lot of fuel in. So, I guess so. Yeah. And also, when you plug your car in to charge it, you're running your car on coal. Yeah, you are, but very little coal. <laughs> well, yeah, it's but you're still running it on coal. It's, it's got to be charged. It's got to be burnt somewhere. It's true, but so, I mean, I you know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't claim to know. For one, I'm dubious of the uh, uh, this this whole carbon dioxide thing that uh, everybody talks about. You know, being the the big problem with greenhouse gases. Frankly, I think methane's a bigger problem. You could probably eat vegetables and drive a Hummer and do more for the environment than you can by uh, um, yep. eating eating meat and driving a hybrid. But uh, you know, the as the case may be, may be. Yeah, well, I am a conservative, and I've spent a lot of money on my house the last few years putting uh, insulation. I stripped all the siding off, put uh, inch and a half foam insulation on it. Uh, replacing all the windows, putting a new 96% efficient boiler in. Right so, on. Yeah, and I'm saving a ton of money, and I'm a conservative. Well, and, I hope that uh, uh, I hope it pays for itself in the next 10 years, that tearing out the walls and doing all oh, that stuff. But that, it's well. going to pay for itself in about a year and a half. Yeah. That, that pink insulation <laughs> really does uh, really does do the job. Are you talking about that that foam, that thick foam stuff? Well, yeah, it's uh, blue. It's this is the blue stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, watch yeah. out. The chickens will peck at it, though. Paul, thanks for the. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> I, I, absolutely, I've got them, and they uh, oh, they, they think it's wonderful. Eight five. I don't know why I'm giving out the number. We're so loaded, you're never going to get through. All right, let's go to Ed in West Tennessee. L- listen on the internet, Ed. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Good evening. What's happening? Hey, uh, there's one good thing about the high dollar gas. <clears throat> it saves about a thousand lives a year. How so? But. You know, less driving. Oh, yeah, less driving. Yeah, people do drive less when gasoline costs more. That's absolutely and, and perhaps true. perhaps more slowly as well if you know that you're getting better gas mileage if you're driving more reasonably. And right. I, I'm not sure that speed kills, but I know driving does. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, people, uh, cars are the biggest killer in certain uh, demographics. So what's on your mind, Ed? Hey, hey Martin, do you know that all cars were electric? Or ninety percent of all cars were electric in eighteen ninety. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Do you remember the? Uh, if it's an eighteen ninety, uh, no. The the parking meter ticket. I mean, where you you know the parking meters. You know, you pull yep. up, you put your money in it. They had these electrical stations. Started putting them everywhere. Really? You can look this guy up. His name is Edwin Black. Okay. And anyway, but he says uh, the land speed record, I, I, I might not be real accurate on this, it was in London, outside of London by the Red Devil, went a mile a minute, all batteries. Wow. But you ought to hear the story on this stuff that uh, Edison, you know, was uh, you know, trying to get the battery going, yeah. which he did. He liked D.C., he ship it is that right? From Orange, New Jersey to Detroit, and they would tamper with it and mess it up. And he did that, you know, several times, so it was in the newspapers. He said, I'll send, I'm going to send a battery this time. It will be tamper-proof. Guess what happened that night? Hmm. His facility got burned up. He had 24-hour uh, fire crews, had them all separated off. None of the gasoline, kerosene, all these fuels, none of that burned up, but all the information on the, on the battery. Hmm. But you can go to his name is Edwin Black. You know, but, uh, the, and, and the world is rife with these. Uh, America is rife with these conspiracy theories based on uh, the, the the vehicles. Uh, you know, and my uncle told me when I was little a story of a battery that would recharge itself overnight if it went dead. And I've heard of the carburetor that gets the eighty miles no, no, to the gallon from the seventies. 
hey, Mark, this guy will be telling you it's none of that, uh, that oh, kind of I'm corona. just saying it's that you know, these, these stories up. persist. I'm not saying they're wrong, Ed. I couldn't claim that they're right or wrong. I, I, no, but, know, hey, but check I out Edwin Black and then check yep. out what you just talked about and you'll see the difference. I hope everybody does. Right. I will. Uh, Edwin Black. Uh, uh, Edwin take a look. Black. Thanks. Free okay. Talk Live, 855-450-3733. We'll try to get through your call in the next segment. Free Talk Live. Well, I'd give you the telephone number, but uh, frankly, the uh, the lines are full, so there's probably no good uh, good reason to give us a call. <laughs> but uh, this is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Emmy. And before we get into the calls, I want to tell you real quick about shop.freetalklive.com. There, we have uh, links to a couple of different retailers with which we have agreements um, to you know get a percentage of what you buy on the internet. The things you buy every day, Amazon, for instance, the things you buy at Amazon all the time, you can get the same prices, the same service, the same fast shipping that you get from Amazon every day and give Free Talk Live a little cut by going through shop.freetalklive.com. It's shop.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Don and listening in Charleston, West Virginia, to WVTS. Don, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, Gray, what's going on? I uh, just wanted to weigh in a little bit on this. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. The, the volume is uh, a little over to, there. That's all right. I wanted to weigh in on the uh, on the alternative fuel issue. I don't know if people recall, uh, you know, back before they started heavily, and I can't remember what years they started doing it, when they started doing the ethanoling and methanoling processes to our fuels, you know, where you got your 10% at the pump. And, yep. and the older gasoline, if anybody recalls, you never hear anybody talk about it, uh, did get, seemed to get better mileage it out did. of them, you know. Sure. Your ethanols are uh, are are uh, hell. They're kind of a void, you know. Yep. Really, uh, to to just take the place of a an actual good burning fuel. Uh, I've just re- I have a gas hog of a vehicle, and, and I uh, just recently, about six months ago, uh, and it hasn't improved too much. But I started buying. There's a local dealer here in town, uh, in the Charleston area, that deals uh, a ninety. 90 octane non-ethanol they get it from a local refinery before it goes through the processing we pay a little more for it but we get a couple miles to the gallon and everything else about the vehicle is better you know the the performance and everything so thanks for the thanks for the thoughts anything else don that'll do me bud y'all take care Thanks for the call. You know, that's it's true. The ethanol, I, as I've heard, it seems to diminish uh, gas mileage. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't do that much for the environment. Uh, the growing of corn creates uh, nitrous oxide, another greenhouse gas. Mm-hmm. So this is what happens when the government tries to solve problems like global warming. You know, I'm not going to say the globe hasn't been warming over time or whatever, and certainly there seems to be more carbon dioxide in the um, atmosphere. I, I'm not quite ready to go down, uh, you know, com- completely on the side that, uh, you know, it's it's killing us all. But at the same time, uh, you know, when government tries to solve the problem, it always comes up with a bad solution. Let's go to Chris in Chicago. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah. Hey, this is Chris. No, I just wanted to say on, on all this, Alternative fuel talk and everything. You know, why, why don't we just use the water in the ocean? It's, it's just a giant conspiracy theory because Obama's a reptile. I mean, the water we've all the seen ocean. him take his mask off. Obama's yeah, water a, in the ocean, man. He's a reptile. The water in the ocean. Okay, I got you. Obama's a reptile. Um, and uh, water in the ocean. How would you run something on salt water? No, no, not salt water. That's what the water's in the ocean. 
Thanks for the call. Uh, 855-450-3733. Well, you know, whatever. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yes, sir. Uh, y'all talking about uh, alternative fuel and stuff like that. I know y'all up there in, uh, uh, what, uh, New Hampshire? That's yep, right. That's right. All right. Well, I'm on my way back home to Alaska. And uh, where I live at, my nearest neighbor's 35 miles away. So where do I plug my stuff in? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a very good question. Hey, I'm not saying that you've got to uh, you've got to come down on the alternative fuel. I think you should be able to, you know, you drive whatever you want to drive. But I just think America could if. Uh, you know, if people didn't get so politicized about these alternative fuel things, that we could uh, reduce our uh, need for foreign oil. That's my my concern is. We got more oil here than Arabia even thought about having. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying anything good about Nazi Germany, but they developed a technology in the 30s and the 40s, and we are the second largest for uh, uh, synthetic oil. Synthetic oil. Yeah. Tell me take about it. Coal. Oh, you take the coal and uh, you process it, and you get synthetic oil. So why aren't folks doing this? I mean, it's, it's all, it's, oh, well, it first happened, uh, I believe it was uh, right after the first deal when uh, 74, 75, whenever they had the first energy crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oil company said, well, we cannot make it economically feasible until oil hits thirty dollars a barrel. Yeah, so well, what, it's, it's hit that answer. Okay, well there you go. I mean, you know, it's uh, this idiot who he claims a president. He's the one that's causing the oil prices to go so high. Well, I mean, the, the oil was high under Bush too. I mean, not it didn't go this high, but uh, well, it was, yeah, right. Right. When he got out of office, his last term, uh-huh. uh, the prices of oil went up 12, I mean, the price of gasoline went up 12%. And the value of the well, dollar plummeted. Now, excuse me? And the value of the dollar plummeted. Oh, yeah, i tell you what. Well, um, let's let's say about Bush, I remember in, uh, two, let's see, 1990. Eight, um, I got gasoline for 89 cents in Union, South Carolina, while I was taking a trip across the United States. I mean, gasoline was really low back then. You know, now it's four, more than four times what it was just 10 years ago. Nothing's gone up like gas has gone up. Um, eggs aren't four times what they were. Bread isn't four times what it was. Houses certainly so really, aren't four times what they really were. Do you really think that uh, the oil companies are gouging us? I, d- I would not claim that the oil companies are gouging us. I would say that it probably has something to do with inflation of the currency, demand in the market. Also has the fact, it also has to do with the fact that uh, this person that claims to be president of the United States and uh, trying to take care of – now, I, I, I want you to know, first of all, I am not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. I am not an independent. I am a Jeffersonian constitutionalist. Okay. We need more of you in the world. <laughs> And uh, uh, the reason why all he's got to do is just say, hey, I mean, I'll tell you what, they got, he gave six or seven billion dollars to Brazil so they can drill. He gave two or three billion dollars to Mexico so they can drill in the Gulf. And the way that whole thing goes, it slides down. Slides down? Into the Gulf. 
So, what, do what he's doing. All right. I'm not sure well, what you mean by it slides down, and I'm sure that if you looked at the Bush administration, you would find that no, no, no. lots of... What I'm of, saying is by ge- geographical la- the layer, the geographical layer of uh, how the oil's coming, uh-huh. uh, it runs out of the North American continent down into the Gulf of Mexico. I see, the hydrodynamics so, of the oil, gotcha. Right, right. I didn't know what the word was. I mean, I only, I only got out of uh, uh, high school and uh, spent 15 years in the Marine Corps and got my, myself shot up a whole bunch. But, I'm sorry you know, to hear that. Flow. That don't mean nothing. I mean, I paid for the right to be here. Gotcha. But anyhow, we're going to get back to this. Uh, he's not letting anybody drill any place. I mean, we got more oil. We got more of the natural resources that all them people over there in the Middle East has. And he's not letting us do it. Well, I think it's because it's ours. No. He's not letting us do it because he's got green energy. I mean, what do you mean? What is green energy? I mean, he's already spent... All these companies that went bankrupt, that federal government, under his watch, they gave him... I mean, we're talking over... $1.4 trillion. Yeah, it's too much. I'll tell you that the government shouldn't be involved in private business. Bill, Bill, thanks for the call. Eight, uh, I've given the number. Government shouldn't be involved in private business. I want to see solar power work. I mean, and I think that it will as people continue to buy it. And it might be a good solution for, say, you know, if your house is way off the the road and you would have to run power lines out there or something like that, it's a great solution. There we have a uh, free talk live solar uh, dot com is solar dot. Yeah, free talk live solar com is a website where you can go and uh, get a you can get a solar power generating system that'll take a couple of things at your home offline and it'll begin to pay for itself immediately as opposed to some other generating system and it's expandable and it's expandable yeah you know i want to see these things work i'd love to be off the grid and not have to rely on you know the big power companies and the, the government for for energy but at the same time, a man should be able to drill on his property if that's what he wants to do, yeah. especially if he's out somewhere in the boondocks. Uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, if you poison your neighbor's property with some kind of oil spill or something like that, you got to absolutely you should be responsible for it. But you shouldn't not be able to drill because something bad might, might happen. happen. Right. Uh, you know, and I understand the animals have to have a place to live and all that good stuff, but you can't trust the government to protect the right. land. You can trust organizations like the Audubon Society or Ducks Unlimited. Right. These organizations have proven track records. What's the government got? They've got the track record of uh, letting people drill in Anwar. And getting their fingers into everything they possibly can to get more money. Thanks for listening to Free Talk Live. You can get more at freetalklive.com. All kinds of uh, shows to download. It's been Mark. And Nemi. Good night. Seven nights a week. <laughs> 